0: Hey, it's Mark Yegi, wealth architect, author, and founder of Light Circle. Wealth isn't just about money, it's about balanced abundance in your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your soul. Let's take your life to the next level and build your dreams into reality. Welcome to the Wealth Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Yagy, and today we have on a good friend of mine. He is the Director of Transformation at Ministry of the Mind. He is also a master hypnotherapist. He's a subconscious programming expert, so he can get you on a visceral level, at a cellular level to change your habits through the work that he does with the subconscious mind, and I've seen him do it. He is awesome at it. Uh, He's going to be speaking at our event coming up in uh, January called Your Greatest Year. Please help me welcome Nicholas Spohn. Nicholas, welcome to the podcast. Let's talk about some really cool stuff that you've got going on and also how people can actually take charge and change their life. Let's make that the concept of what we're talking about today. And I've got Light Circle back here in the background because Light Circle is the ones, it's my mastermind group for success-oriented, soulful individuals And I'm excited about what we've got going on at Light Circle. And I know you are too, Nick. You've been a big part of the inspiration and helped me put this together. And you're going to be a speaker at our event. So this is going to be a a podcast about how you can change your
1: life, if you want to change your life, but hopefully how you can create a beautiful life. Mark, I want to say something first. I want to do a little commercial for you here. I, I just was thinking about this the other day. I'm so grateful to have someone like you in my life. Someone who has such breadth and depth of knowledge and and to have a friend that like you and I go deep into so many different topics and you stimulate so many creative processes in my mind that every conversation with you inspires me to do and be something more. And so I just wow. want to say for your audience to get the opportunity to to join light circle and the mastermind and, and to spend time with you it's it's incredible and it's been it's been so awesome having a friend like you and traveling with you and really just building this friendship. So that's my that's my little commercial for you.
0: Well, thank you. That's uh, that's very nice of you to say. Unsolicited commercial. I'll send you a check later. Yeah, perfect. Um, but, but, uh, I, accept, I so, accept
1: Bitcoin now, so.
0: Great. We actually met at a mastermind group that I had been involved with. We were both involved in several years ago. And uh, it was in a different country. I think you and I have been probably like to six countries together or something like that. I'm not sure. But, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. And really, to me, and I was just saying this before we went live here, is... Why don't people do this more, right? Why don't people live their life where they want to be living their life? That's the thing. That's one of the reasons I started Light Circle, and one of the reasons I do the Wealth Architect podcast is because we think we just want to be rich, right? We watch Ty Lopez driving around his Lamborghini, and we we're like, we want to have that. But that's not what it's all about, right? Is there more to life than having a Lamborghini and a really nice car and a woman in a bikini from
1: Sweden? What do you think? You not know, just. I just heard this again the other day. It was, it was a Bob Marley being interviewed and someone says, are you a wealthy man? He says, what do you mean wealthy? And he goes, well, you, do you have a lot of possessions? Do you have a lot of money? He goes, oh, is that how you define wealth? And yeah. it was just like a, no, of course not, right? Of course not. It's, Mark, I, I've realized over the last year or two that there's really two things that are important. It's it's your health, your, your mental and physical health, and then the people in your life, you know? Yeah. And so to be the best version of yourself, to be able to connect deeply with the people in your life, I think those are the two most important things that there are. And and if you've got money, but you don't have health or friends, it's worthless. It's absolutely worthless. Yeah. So
0: so I've had the experience, I've, I've got a couple of years on you now, but I've had the experience of making a ton of money, millions of dollars and having really nice houses on the water, bigger houses than I needed, 3,500 square foot for me and a, my fiance at the time. You know, it's like too big, too much. I had the nice, fast BMW. I have an airplane, you know. And then I, one day, I just kind of looked around and I'm like, you know, all that stuff doesn't make you happy. And I tell this. I tell this story a lot. I'm like, and I heard all this growing up, right? I heard, oh, you know, make all this money, but then I would hear gurus saying the money doesn't make you happy. And I was like, yeah, okay, easy for them to say. Got they got the money. When I get the money, I won't be saying that. But man, they were right. They were right. It's all about balanced abundance, as we call it in light circle.
1: Yeah, I, I spent a few years, I got really good at and and you watched me through this process buying real estate with nothing down. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna accumulate all this wealth and all these things. And yeah. it was like a tether, it was like a like a burden that I had to manage all these properties and and some of them did really well, but it wasn't what fulfilled me and what led me up. It wasn't like my main purpose. And so it just became it became a burden, and now I'm in this process of of selling and just getting rid of all the things that are slowing me down from living my true purpose. You know, it's, I I talk a lot about open loops, we use open loops with hypnosis and NLP and, and, and open loops are something that's unresolved. So the nervous system sees that as something unresolved and it's what creates anxiety. So Mark, if you think about like, if you're going to bed and there's a bat flying around your room, you're going to have anxiety. When you see the bat fly out the window, you're like, Oh, that's resolved. I can go to sleep. But if you don't see the bat leave, you're going to, you're not going to be able to sleep that night. Right. And so yeah. what we do with all these possessions is we open up all these loops and we have all these things to manage and all these things that, that pull our energy off. And I'm in this phase of like getting rid of all, just taking a, an ax and getting rid of all of the, the things that that don't matter. You do
0: this hypnosis thing, right? And when, when people hear the word hypnosis and i am seen, I've seen you say that you're a hypnotist and a hypnotherapist in front of people and i see what happens in people's brains right you're either fascinated which most people are when they hear you say that or they're like yeah that sounds really quacky how do you how do you how do you dis- how do you bring those people over to your side if that's even a goal of yours to make them understand that hypnosis is not some quackery we're all hypnotized every single day aren't we
1: yes we are and you know mark i'll start by saying this I don't really know what hypnosis is. I don't really know how to define it. I don't know where general conversation stops and hypnosis starts. I know the principles of it. I know how it works and I've seen how effective it is. But the 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 simple way that I explain it, again, it's not comprehensive and it's not perfect, but this is the working definition I use for most people is that hypnosis is two things. It's focus. What you focus on, you feel an expectation. What you expect is generally what you manifest. And Mm -hmm. so as a hypnotist, even if I'm just talking to someone and I'm not, you know, quote unquote, hypnotizing them or having their head drop or close their eyes. If I can shift their focus from what they don't want to what they do want and have them start making internal pictures and internal dialogue of what they want and better feelings. And then I can, can cue something to get them to expect something positive to happen or a positive feeling to, to come about as a result of something, if I can use focus and expectation, that's pretty much what hypnosis is. So if I say in a moment, I'm going to snap my fingers and you're going to go into a trance. Well, it only works because they're expecting it to work. And so a lot of people will be like, Oh, hypnosis doesn't work on me. Well, what they're doing, and this is how I frame it. I, I totally reframe it and turn it around on themselves. I said what do you mean you're hypnotizing yourself right now to not be hypnotized? Yeah. yeah. You're you're an incredible hypnotist. You've just hypnotized yourself to believe you can't be hypnotized. I'm no I'm I'm no match for that. Like you're going to hypnotize yourself better than I am and by speaking I can't be hypnotized, you're focusing on that, you're expecting that and that's your experience. Does that does that make sense? Is that a s- succinct enough? So far you're you're two for
0: two on analogies. The bat thing flying around the room. And the person hypnotizing themselves when, you know, when they when they speak out some something out loud. So true. So true. So what actually happens during a hypnotherapy session? You call it hypnosis. I call it hypnotherapy. I guess it's interchangeable. But um, what actually happens during a, a, why is it effective? Right. Why is it if, why is it more effective than laying on a couch for 10 years, talking to your psychologist and telling him about your your childhood? Why is it more effective than that? Or is it? Hi, I'm Mark Yegi. Every new year brings hope. But have you ever made those resolutions and by February they're out the window? Yeah, me too. This coming January 13th and 14th, join me at Your Greatest Year. It's an online summit dedicated to setting you on a path to transformation, abundance, and growth. Make your resolutions a reality. Let's create magic together in 2024. Make 2024 your greatest year to register go to 2024yourgreatestyear.com
1: so and and it is more effective um the one of the most important things we do as human is we make meaning and and I don't know I didn't know if I was going to get into this day but I think we'll go into my whole theory on how the personality is formed in just a moment but we make meaning so we have events that happen to us people tell us things we have experiences and emotions as as children and growing up and we make a meaning about the type of person we are based on that and so you may give a meaning to i am worthless i'm i'm stupid i'm ugly i'm poor um you know i'm not lovable and and that early childhood event you may make that meaning and what happens is that meaning generalizes into the rest of your life this happens sometimes right so it may stay in that certain context like well, in intimate relationships, I'm not lovable, or it may generalize into every single area of your life. And that meaning is what shapes how the subconscious sees the world. And so with hypnosis or hypnotherapy, what we do is we go back to that event and we change the meaning that you gave it. We take the lessons from it because there's always lessons in these things, right? Every mm-hmm. setback or failure is this, has the seed of an equal or greater opportunity. You know that from Napoleon Hill. And so all of our, all of these, you know, quote unquote traumatic events, they all have gifts hidden in them. And so if we can find the gifts, change the meaning of those events, then the subconscious processes the whole world differently after one session versus sitting on a couch and just rehashing the event over and over again, you're, you're reliving it, but you're not changing the meaning.
0: Mm. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay. So it's all about meaning, right? I think Tony Robbins says we have to be masters of meaning, right? Masters of meaning. That's it. So, Mark, this is um, I've actually never talked about this on. I've given one talk on it, but but there's there's nothing on the internet but Do you want to know my theory about how our, our personalities are formed and how internal conflicts start? It. All right. Would you
0: guys like to hear it? Okay, I'd like to hear it. Go this ahead.
1: might be a little much, but here we go. So, what happens is an early childhood event. Let's say you know you're abused, or you know this person is abused. And they make a meaning, I'm a victim, I'm weak, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable. And so what happens, some people accept that meaning and they live their whole life based on that. But people like you and me, Mark, what we do and and your ambitious listeners, they say, you know what, screw that meaning. I'm going to build myself into something that is the exact opposite of that. So I'm going to be really strong. I'm going to be really influential. I'm going to be really smart. I'm going to be, I'm going to achieve a lot of things. I'm going to be really tough. And so what happens is people like you and I, we go read all these books and go to seminars and we train and we visualize and we become the opposite of whatever that traumatic event was. You with me so far? Yeah. But what happens is that, and you've heard me talk about this, like parts, we have parts of ourselves. So the part of ourself that was traumatized and the part of ourself that has become, you know, developed into who we want to be, they're now at odds. And so it's almost like, if you think about like your, if your little brother went to school and got beat up by a bully and he came home and instead of being like, you know what, I'm going to go kick that bully's ass. You were like, you're weak, you're a loser. And it's almost like we do that to ourselves. And so this (laughs) is why people will will go out and create a successful business and then they'll have, then they'll like be pulled back or they'll find themselves sabotaging it. And so they'll go through these cycles. I had, um, a mixed martial arts coach. I think if you've heard me talk about him before Pat Miletic and you know, he was, he was abused as a kid. And so his mind made a meaning I'm weak. And instantly he goes, you know what? Forget that. I'm going to be the toughest man on the planet. Well, he builds himself into a world champion, right? But because he hasn't healed, that initial part of him now he like oscillates back and forth and he's got to keep proving himself and keep proving how tough he is. And so he went through that for his whole career. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and- the part where you're at odds is
0: very interesting because, you know, so often we think we're free from, you know, some of that programming. Right. And, but we're, we're just software, right? We're hardware running with a bunch of software. And if we haven't deleted the software, it's like a virus, right? Doesn't it show up back in, in our lives? And all of a sudden it pops up and Norton goes, Oh, Hey, you got, you got something going on. Delete it. Right.
1: So I, I would challenge your audience to look at anywhere where they have compulsive behavior in their life, whether that's a bad habit, eating, drinking, smoking, that's generally covering up you know it's it's a coping mechanism so they don't have to look at the part of themselves that's injured or if you have to compulsively prove that you're tough or compulsively be fit or compulsively be successful you're generally you're counteracting a part of you that's still wounded now when you do this work this hypnotherapy work and and you forgive yourself and you heal those parts and integrate them you will still have all the skills you developed and you'll still be that person And you can still perform to the level that you developed yourself to perform, but you won't feel it as like this compulsive need to prove yourself. You'll, you'll be free. You'll be free to, to perform at a level that includes all of your past experiences, but you don't have to, your identity is not based on it anymore. And well, and often we bring those unconscious processes up to the surface to make them conscious. And, Uh and that alone can start a, a person to change when they're like, oh, I didn't realize I did this because of the way what my dad said to me when I was six years old. I I had no idea. Now it's conscious, and even if I didn't do anything else, that person can start to make changes. Got it.
0: Got it. Interesting.
1: All right, let's pivot
0: here a little bit because uh, we could talk about this forever. Uh, I don't know if we're going to hypnotize anybody on the on the call right here on the on the podcast, but people can be exposed to you. We, we, you know, you you're you're launching. Let's talk about what you're doing first, And then we'll talk about your speaking
1: uh, role here at the Your Greatest Year event. But but what do you got going on these days? So, you know, like you, I just set up a ministry called the Ministry of the Mind. And it's with um, my, one of my mentors, Freddie Jack, who's a really, really powerful hypnotherapist and hypnotherapy trainer. And our goal is to help people set themselves free by learning how to program and unprogram their subconscious mind. And so we've got a series of processes that we do with our clients that, that we're making into, into a course library. And then we do webinars and and zoom calls where we hypnotize groups of people. We did one two weeks ago. Your group can get the, can get the replay if they want called the blockbuster protocol. And what that is, Mark is I'll, I'll keep this brief, but basically when we think about our problems, we represent them in a certain way in our mind. So we may picture them big and bright and up close and what I did in this, what we did in this process is we just changed how people represent their problems in their subconscious mind. And in doing so, the way they feel about it changes, their actions around it change, and the insights on how to move through their problems change. And it happens instantly. Uh, so that was something we just did. And we just, we have processes like that every few weeks that that we're doing uh, Zoom calls for our group on and and lots of exciting stuff coming
0: good i'm i'm excited to see it cuz i know i know you're you're growing and you're excited about what's going on and um and it's going to it's going to impact a lot of people so i'm i'm and and by the way kudos to you for doing the work that you've done I, you know i've watched you over the last several years deprogram yourself from the real estate business which you know you wanted how many doors did you get up to how many apartments and houses and you know duplexes and all that did you end up having
1: well i bought 80 units with nothing down over the first year and a half of COVID. And so I think I got up to 130 doors. Uh, and, you know, I did some wholesales and flips on top of that. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it was, Mark, it was a real identity. Like I had to shed a whole identity. Yes. And I'm, I'm still working through that. Because um, what happens is we box ourselves in Do we believe we're a certain way. Yeah. And then when we're like, you know what? I'm so much more than that. You have to to shed the neural network that that limited you by that initial identity. And so that's something that I've definitely learned firsthand. But what's the one, what's, what's the one reason you're not in that anymore? Other than the fact
0: that I know you have a passion for hypnotherapies and that's where your heart is, you know, what, what's the one reason, like it, it, it was too much work or it didn't make you the money you thought, or you didn't have the right properties. What, what, what did you learn? Because I'd like to take away a learning from you from that experience.
1: Yeah. So the, the real estate gurus are are not going to maybe like this, but um, for right. one, it it wasn't my purpose. It wasn't my heart's calling. For two, the tenants and the contractors in the city like just made it unbearable. I mean, you know, when a real estate guru is is showing you the numbers on what a deal should look like, I was doing better deals than all of them. Like I had great cash flow. The numbers on paper were amazing. But what happens is if a tenant trashes your place and it's five or ten thousand dollars to get it cleaned up, well, it takes you two or three years to make that cash flow back you know, if it happens to one or two of your properties a year, it's not a big deal. But when it happens to every property, every two years, pretty soon you're, you know, like you're not making any money. And, and I was pulling my hair out. And so that was the effect. Like I had several houses where I would have three dumpsters full that's $1,500 just on the dumpsters. And so that, that started to happen. I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Life is too short for this. It's not worth it. So um, so here I am moving out of it happily. I just had a,
0: a pot The last podcast I think we put out, maybe it was two before, but Charlie Munger, uh, who was Warren's Buff- Warren Buffett's partner, died last week at 99 years old. And he left behind a bunch of quotes. And one of the quotations that I did on the podcast, I just went through a bunch of his really great quotations, was, beware of the guy that tells you that something's really easy, it's going to make you all this money. That's when you should probably turn around and walk the other way. And I know there's a lot of gurus out there that are, buy real estate, do no money down, and wholesale and flip, and you'll be able to have all these doors, and you'll be a multimillionaire. And on paper, you were and are. And but at the end of the day that's not what it's all about because it's not as easy as everybody makes makes it think okay so listen i was i was just going to tell everybody here and you kudos to you because you have really Gone deep into hypnotherapy, subconscious programming, which I think you're one of the world's foremost experts on now. And you, you know, you, you you did it at a very accelerated pace. And I've seen how quickly you've integrated some of these principles like the blockbuster, like the heart mirror, like some of these things that you're doing that are phenomenal and are life-changing. So congratulations for doing all that work. And I know you you in your heart you want to help people a lot. So fortunately, I got you to commit thank you, to uh, to being one of our featured speakers at our Your Greatest Year event. It's on January 13th and 14th, everybody. So mark your calendars. It's a, a two-day event online. It's an online virtual summit with six, well, seven if you count me, awesome speakers who are going to be taking you through all the areas of your life. Nicholas Spohn here is going to be one of them. Nicholas, why don't you tell us a little bit about what they can expect? Give us a peek into what you're thinking.
1: Well... I don't like to plan too far ahead because I let my subconscious mind develop the plan at, at, on its own time. Um, but the outcome is going to be to program in the person they want to be and the year that they want to have. So we're going to step into the the feelings and the visions and we're going to, I started, I coined this term preform, like preformance. So instead of a performance, we're going to do it ahead of time. So we're going to preform our year in our subconscious minds and we're going to rehearse it and we're going to step into it. We're going to see how we want to show up, what we want to create, what our priorities are. And we're gonna live in that until the subconscious mind locks onto it, like a like a heat seeking missile locks onto a target, because the subconscious mind has this. You know, I've got my one of my favorite books right here, Mark. You've heard me talk about this countlessly, Psychocybernetics, one of the best books ever. Yeah, that that our subconscious everybody, by Maxwell Maltz. Our subconscious mind has this like servo mechanism that directs us towards the goal that we set for it, and again, most of the time that goal is our early childhood painful experiences. And so we just change it and we set a new goal for it. And it's a goal that we consciously decide through your process um, of of setting ourselves up for the greatest year.
0: Great, I, I, I can't wait. You know, we have so many cool people coming in doing this talk, we have a guy that used to be good friends with Zig Ziglar and Charlie Jones back in the day. He's an inspirational, motivating kind of guy, and he's really focusing on the disc model. So I love that. Uh, We've got somebody who's going to be talking about how to integrate the ancient wisdom of chakras into what we're doing. And then you got me talking about wealth and time management, some of those Western things. Um, You've got somebody else talking about purpose. It's going to be just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I want everybody to be able to walk away from this event with a full plan of what they can expect from 2024 so they can make it your greatest year. You know, one of the things, the reasons I've I've started this is that, you know, the end of the year comes and we've eaten some extra cookies and cake and we're like, oh, I got to lose some weight. And then in January, we decide to join a gym and we decide to lose 10 pounds or whatever it is. And studies show that by the end of the month of January, 85% of people have already abandoned their goals. And that's only one twelfth into the year. And so my goal is to make it so that it's a more holistic thing, right? If you want to lose weight, you're not going to be able to lose weight if you have a lousy family relationship, right? Or if you're being pulled at work and you haven't figured out how to balance work, because you're not going to find the time to, um, to work in the gym at your you know, in, in your calendar. So you've got to make all the things work in your life together. So that's what I'm excited about.
1: Well, Mark, you and I know willpower only gets you so far, right? I think if you, you know, use just willpower to, to change your diet on January 1st, you're going to make it till the second or third before that cake in the fridge starts calling your name and you just eat it all in one sitting. Right. And, right. and so it's really putting this idea into the subconscious mind and, and locking it in. And and I'll teach you how to, I'll teach your audience how to do that. And so like, I just did this 40 day super clean diet thing. And, you know, I got to the end of 40 days and I was like, that was really easy. Like there was no willpower. And as soon as I hit the end of 40 days, I think I ate some things I, I wasn't eating before because I told my subconscious mind like 40 days, this is what we're doing. And as soon as it was over, you know, it wanted to binge a little bit. And so it's just continually telling the subconscious mind, what we wanted to do, how we wanted to perform. And I think that's the most important least talked about thing that there is on this planet in in order to maximize who you are as a human. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't wait. Listen, I, 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 we could talk about this for hours, but um, first of all, how do people find out a little bit more about you? And then we'll tell them how to find out a little bit more about light, uh, light circle and your greatest year event.
1: Go ahead. So new website we're still we're still building, but ministryofthemind.org is up and running. And that blockbuster protocol we talked about, some people could get access to. It's just ministryofthemind.org slash blockbuster. I'm on social media as Spohn trained. That's my last name, S P O H N trained. Spohn trained on Instagram and YouTube and, and Facebook and all the places. So but uh, ministry of the mind is where we're focused now and, and what we're growing now. Yeah, great. Great.
0: Uh, good stuff. And, and guys, get more of Nicholas Spohn in your life because he's an inspiring guy. He's a motivating guy. He's a very accomplished guy in a lot of different fields. And um, and he's going he's gonna to help change your life. I know it. And he's going to help change our life at the Your Greatest Year event coming up January 13th and 14th. If you want to find out more about that, go to lightcircle.org forward slash your greatest year, all in lower caps, your greatest year. That'll take you right there. And you'll be able to register for that right now it's at $197 we got early bird specials going on so by the time this podcast comes out i think we'll still have that going on but once i get to my allotted number on my uh on my technology platform i am done and so uh i won't be able to manage that many more people uh, after we get to that number thank you so much for being on you know maybe you're going to become a regular guest on this thing we still have to have our economics fun debate that we used to we used to joke about we still got to do that but um, thanks again, Nicholas, for being on and everybody else who's listening, watching. Remember what I always say. Never give up your power your health, your wealth or your time. See you next time. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the Wealth Architect podcast with Mark Yegi. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Share and tell your friends. See you soon.